Kingston City are the kings of Monday night after some Cavalieri heroics in the goals. We unleash the wheel of misfortune on one of the top six clubs. Branson apologises on live radio, but what for? And Will loses a bet despite actually winning. Ladies and gentlemen, it's episode six of the Semi-Pro Potty. Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 6 of the Semi-Pro Potty. I'm your host this week and every week, William Chambers, and to the right of me, I have Branson Gibson. How are you, mate? I'm very well, Will. How are you doing, mate? Very good. Love it. Excellent week of football. We've got a lot to go through, but, you know, as we do every single week, we've got to talk about the kits that we're wearing. Do you want to talk to us about this one, mate? Uh, yes, I do, because there's a little bit of extra in the kit bag segment this week. So last week, of course, we had a little bet on the Fulham-Liverpool game, me being a Fulham supporter and yourself being a Liverpool fan. And the loser of the bet had to wear the other team's kit for the week. Yeah, and it's important to also point out that the loser of the bet wasn't necessarily the loser of the game. Because no, no. the little faith that you have in Fuller means that you consider a 2-1 loss a win. Which yes, correct. was my biggest point of contention, yeah, but it, we it, find ourselves at this impulse. It, it was a line bet, so you were giving me a goal and a half. So pretty much if Fulham lost by a goal or got a draw or got a win, yeah. then I won the bet. Yeah. And if they'd lost, lost by, by more two than, or yeah. more, uh, then you would have won. And of course they lost 2-1. So therefore, well, we won two one. Well, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fulham lost two one, but despite the results, I win the bet. So, so now what I find myself. Yeah, so, so now what are you wearing, Will? Yeah, so now I find myself wearing. I have absolutely no idea what year Fulham kit is, but I'd say it's probably what maybe a mid nineties, no, early two thousands, mid two thousands. I reckon. Yeah. Okay. My favourite part about that kit is the sponsor, Anus. Yeah. They're like um, some random fringe kit company. I googled them the other day. I think they make like the kits for like. Burkina Faso in Africa, like <laughs> like some really rapid, really random African countries. Yeah, um, I like the. It's got one of those great sponsors where it's like the the iron on felt, mm-hmm. so it's like a bit embossed, like it's like yeah. raised out a bit. It's um, got a nice feeling. As far as kits go, it's actually a lovely kit. It's um just you know not what I'd like to be wearing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, yeah, look, it's they're going to be going down anyway, so I might as well give you this little victory. <laughs> What are you wearing, Branson? Tell us about your kit today. I am wearing a Netherlands kit this week. I believe it's a 2008 Netherlands kit, which is fantastic. Always love the Dutch kits. Bright orange, fantastic look. Uh, Another thing I like a lot about this one is I'm a bit of a flag man. I love flags. Yep. All nations. Yep. This one has the Dutch flag sort of like... I don't on know, the what, collar. Yeah, yeah, it's very nice. I don't know how... And it's like an asymmetrical collar as well. It's yeah, like, it does, yeah, it doesn't yep. go the whole way around. Yeah, but, love you it. know, bright orange, get around the Dutch, got a flag on it. It's one of those colours where if you're going to do it, you're going to have to do it the whole nine yards, and the Dutch credit to them do it. Like, yeah, well, they've got, like, you know, orange shorts, orange top, like, orange socks. They're just, like, a, a massive orange. And it's a vibrant orange. It's not, like, a pale orange. Is there a pale orange? Is that a thing? Could you have, like, yeah, a, 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 a mute yeah. orange kit? Yeah, coral. 100%. Nice, soft, soft <laughs> orange. Um, anyway, enough about colour wheels. We'll yeah. get to colour wheels later, oh, actually. Yeah, we have yeah. got a segment with colour wheels in them. Yep. Um, you know, not to make it sound too exciting. Um, but before we get to that point, let's jump into the week's results. Branson, you took a pretty in-depth look at the uh, Bentley 2 Hume City nil game. Do you want to tell us about that one, mate? Yeah, I did. 
Yeah, I do actually. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, <laughs> yes, I did watch it, and yes, I did. Imagine if I said no, nah, I don't want to talk about yeah, it. I was like, okay. Anyway, yeah. well, interesting game. This one, uh, of course, well, all the games are really interesting, but Bentley, in particular, bouncing back of uh, sorry, bouncing back from their first loss of the season. Yep. They obviously, like, obviously lost to the Knights last week, so it was really. I was really looking to see how they went. Like, yep. was that loss a trend or was it just a one-off? I believe. And I think after the 2-0 win, it's safe to say it was just a blip because, once again, Bentley back on form. They dominated, I thought. Uh, in particularly through the first half, they had many, many chances to score, many quality, good chances. Uh, I think they ended up scoring in the 24th minute. It was like a an own goal. I think it was an own goal. I think Ewell had a shot and took Hume deflection. Yeah. But they scored in the 24th minute, but they had you could absolutely see that coming. They had multiple guilt-dead chances. Yeah, and it's something that we see from them constantly, is that even if there maybe last week was a blip, but, like, they were still creating chances last yes, week. Yes, 100%. You know, like, they're, even when they're not 100% on form, they still seem to be creating probably more chances than most yeah. teams. And, so. last, and last week, those chances just didn't go their way. Yeah. Like, they bashed, bashed the bar a couple of times or, or whatever. But mm-hmm. this week, they got that little bit of luck, I reckon. Well-deserved lead. Uh, Theo Markellis for Hume had a great chance after the half to equalise at 1-1, which I think would have, well, obviously would have really changed the game. But uh, Mainly because well, the, the scoreline would have changed, Well, yes. yeah, well, no, but, but, but it would have made it one all, yeah. and so it would have really kind of punished... You're more in the game. Well, and it, it would have punished Bentley for not taking more of those early chances, mm-hmm. for not making it 2-0 or 3-0 mm-hmm. even, like, quicker, which they had done earlier in the year. Uh, in the end, Bentley did make it 2-0 uh, shortly after. I think it was uh, Fertel who had a goal. And that really just sort of wrapped the game up. Hume had a few more chances after that, but it really sort of seemed, you know, uh, too little, too late. Yeah, and it's, it's it's kind of a bit of a poor one for Hume as well because their momentum seems to be stopping and starting throughout the season. You're like, there's yeah. times when they look promising and then yeah. they just they can't string together those, yeah, that well, consistent performance. Well, they won their first two games and then in the last three games they have a draw and two losses. Yeah. So, I mean, still not the worst. I mean, ben, Bentley are a quality outfit, so losing yeah. to them is is not yeah. you know the worst thing in the world. And Hume, I think they've sort of... But they've dropped off from top of the table, they're now mid-table. I know it, we, we say it's still really too early mm. but they're trending in the wrong direction yeah. they're going they're going down rather than you know rising or, or solidifying their their spot yeah so bit of a tough one there but Bentley back on form yep how about the Denmark City Melbourne Knights game? You had your eyes on this one. Like Tell me this about one. it. This uh, was you... the Croatian derby of the say, round. Do you just watch every Denmark City game? I, I, I do. I do <laughs> tend to gravitate towards say, them. I was, I was just thinking about it. Do you, maybe you chat about them every week. I don't, an, know, I, don't, I don't know if you have done so it every week. I only just thought of it. Sorry to throw you under the bus. Here. No, it's an interesting one because obviously, like we're we're impartial towards this, but I think I have got a soft spot for Denmark City. But like they kind of. We seem to talk about Avondale a lot, Daniel City, Bentley Greens, Green Gully quite a bit. And that's yep. because, so cool, Bentley Greens, Avondale, Green Gully, you know, like they're kind of high-performing clubs. Yep. Um, Avondale as well, you know, top of the table, looking yep. really good. So, like, that writes itself. Hard but, not to talk about them, yeah. Yeah, but Dandenong City just do things in games that are worth talking about. Yeah. Like, like getting, like, red cards. I was going to say, not all of them are good. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of them are not good. Yeah. But, um, good for us. Good yeah. talking points. Anyway, regardless, look, we had a good Friday night fixture here. Look, it was a really nice one for multicultural round as well to have, like, this, you know, Croatian culture in yep. Australia is mm-hmm. massive and 
ought to be celebrated. What better way to do it than with a an NPL derby, the first of Dandenong City's um, top flight? Top flight, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Dandenong City, Melbourne Knights, um, Melbourne Knights two 0 to the good. Uh, look, it wasn't a classic match, if I'm honest with you. It was probably more Melbourne Knights doing enough to win it, um, Dandy not doing enough to to really go out there and do it. Melbourne Knights dominated the first half for sure. Um, there was a first-time volley from Doozle that came probably at a period where Knights weren't fully dominating it, and that was the second goal which scored, which sealed it. There was an own goal in the first half that was just a goal-line scramble. Um, it wasn't anything too flashy. Neither of the goals were particularly outstanding, and the volley's nice. Like, I'll, actually, I'll, I'll take a step back and say the volley was really, really nice. Um... But after last week's heroics and drama from that Daniel City game, they looked a bit toothless. I think maybe they put a little bit too much into that game and maybe found it a little bit hard just to turn around and, and hit those dizzying heights because that game was ridiculous. But, you know, Melbourne Knights, I think the measure of a quality team in any league is whether or not you can win ugly. And I think yeah. this was an ugly win. You know, they the own goal came, I think, in the 10th minute. Yep. And then the second goal comes midway through the second half. So... They kind of, they didn't just go on a really consistent run of dominating fifteen minutes and score two goals. It was split up over pretty much the entirety of the game, and that's a hallmark of those good teams. You know, winning ugly. Melbourne Knights coming into this, I think that you know second or third on the table. If they want to stay there, Dandenong City, they need to be beating Dandenong City. Yeah, yeah. like you can't be dropping team. Sorry, can't be dropping points to bottom teams. Yeah, and. They didn't this week, so and again, a trend the of, result they needed. Yeah, a trend of seeing away teams able to go to places and get points. You know, like it's, yeah, it's, good just, call. it's yeah, another, another game where it's like yep. we saw it a couple of times this week as well um, where could, no one's really setting up a fortress yet. You could argue Avondale, but it's, we'll get to that later on, Avondale, yeah. sort of in a different context. Yeah, well, speaking of teams getting points away from home, the next game... Tell us about that. Port Melbourne Sharks nil, Green Gully two. Yeah, lovely segue. Like that one. Well. That How was good really was good. Um, Point Brand. Look, uh, I feel like we kind of need a um, like a soundboard for for just things that we're going to constantly say throughout the year, <laughs> so that we don't have to say them. We can just hit a button and we'll say it. So yep. Alex Salmon scored a goal. Yep. Alex Salmon scored another goal. Yeah, good. Um, so yeah, two goals from Alex Salmon um, gets them. In the good look, there were the game sort of you know from a sort of a play by play sort of thing. You know, there was some good early saves um, from both goalkeepers just to keep it nil nil. Um, there was a Michael Eager blocked off a surging run from Jay Davies uh, late in the first half, and that was the penalty um, which Alex Salmon put away. It's a pretty easy decision. Um, yep, yeah, one of those ones just... where you just take a lot of player and nowhere near the ball, and it's professional foul and players running in on goal so yep. you've kind of nice got an easy one yeah you kind of got to call it um but look really good penalty blow into the bottom left um he's looking like a really menacing number nine this year um alex salmon so i just think that's going to be one where i'm always going to be tuning in to watch him because he's one of those players that i realized you can you can kind of just watch that one player mm-hmm. and you start to see them really like put together a good performance. Uh, some players sort of go missing within a team, but he's definitely one of those players where you see his movement off the ball, his movement within that sort of forward line and midfield. Really, really positive, really like it. Um, the second half, though, Port Melbourne started really strong. They had two good early chances. Uh, there was an almighty scramble on the goal line. That Classic. Just, Love like, it. Just 
I don't know how the ball doesn't go. It's one of those ones where it looks like the ball has like got the magnetic opposite of the goal, and it's just being <laughs> yep. like pushed away yeah, from the goal. Repelled, yeah, 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 and you're just like, how is this even a thing? Um, but it didn't go in. Um, then Beko's flash an outstanding ball across the six yard line. Fifteen minutes into the second half, um, no one managed to get on the end of it. It was one of those ones. It's just hit low and hard across the six yard line. Keeper's not got to it. Someone's got to get there, and no one does. No nah, one can get that touch. No, nah, no one. Probably a lack of legs in it. Like it's it's traveling. It's mm-hmm. got momentum, but if you're a sort of forward player, you, you just kind of know to run in the back post at that stage. Right. Um, but it was a cracking ball ball through from Beekhurst, so liked that one a lot. Um, then Port Melbourne, look, they had five to six good chances in a row. Like they really could have actually got themselves back into this one, um, but. To no avail, uh, there was a sort of a green gully chance on the break that uh, T-Boy Kamara sprayed. So T-Boy Kamara, he used to play for Adelaide United, actually. That's the first time I've seen his name. Yeah, it's the first time I've seen his name. Um, So T-Boy sprayed it, missed it high and wide, um, but he made amends not too shortly after that one where he put an assist in for the second. Um, It was a nice assist into Alex Salmon, who... Scored in the 88th minute to, to seal it at 2-0. So, 2-0 on paper looks really good. But Port Melbourne were actually in this game for the vast majority of the second half. I really liked... I'm not sure what was said in the sheds at half-time, but they definitely came out with a changed purpose um, and, and a little bit more endeavour. And they looked promising. Like They had like five to six really good chances. Um, so, yeah. I but just couldn't get it done. Couldn't get it done. But, again, if you, you're more concerned if you're not creating chances... If you're creating chances and not scoring, that's okay. The goals will eventually come, but it's if you're not creating the chances that's the problem. So, again, I, I kind of keep saying this, but like, I feel like Port Melbourne will get there eventually. They're just kind of a little bit slow out of the blocks this year. But, you know, good game overall. Definitely have a look at the highlights. Have a bit of a watch of Alex Salmon as well, how he plays around the field, because he's... Um, he's We're checking out. Yeah, he's turning into one of the, the better performers to look this season. In terms of better performers as well... Avondale 3, Pascovale 1. Branson, tell us about this one. Yeah, so I had my eyes on this one. I actually went to this game, so I had a, had a good look at it. Avondale, of course, on top. Red Hot Form coming in. Taking on Pascovale, you know, struggling a little yep. bit. Avondale, once again, started the game off with a bang, scoring very early on. They scored from their first attack of the game. It was Stefan Zinni who scored in the third minute. I that think, is early. Yeah, well, and, and they scored in the third minute the week before against South Melbourne as well, I think. So back-to-back games, they've come out just red hot, mm-hmm. and they were red hot once again. They really, of course, it helps when you score in the third minute, but they really dominated the game early. I mean, they scored, and they just looked settled. They scored, they were like, yeah, great, you know, we're up 1-0. We know we're good. We know we should be up. And they were just knocking the ball around, creating chances. Went up 2-0 midway through the second half. Matthew Reid, tall defender for Avondale, got his head on one. 2-0, not undeserved, not unsurprising. Mm-hmm. Pascoe Vale didn't really look like doing anything up to this stage. But uh, that, that sort of changed after the second goal. It was actually quite incredible. Uh, after the kickoff on the second goal, of course, Pascoe Vale kicked off and then scored straight from the kickoff. So I think it was like within within a minute, they kicked off. Yeah, that one attack, passed, yep. Yeah, 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 passed the ball a couple of times on the attack, and then Davey Van Skip, Pascoe Vale's main man, chipped the keeper, nice little finish to loft it over Oldfield, made it 2-1 within, no joke, 
60 seconds. I mean, yeah, the scoreboard yeah. operator at Avondale hadn't <laughs> even hadn't even had time to make it two nil yeah. before Pascoe Vale scored to make it to make it two one, and that really did change the momentum. I mean, Pascoe Vale looked toothless, as you said. Early, uh, sorry, looked toothless, as you said, up till then, but then really sort of came back into the game. They had a couple of good chances. Avondale sort of seemed to struggle a little bit. Was it like bit. a midfield struggle? Was it a defensive struggle? Oh. Or did they just not did they not have the tempo about their play to sort of uh, negate that sort of lift from Pasco Vale? I think it was I don't know, Pasco Vale just sort of started to be winning more of the midfield ball and yeah. it was almost a little bit of sloppiness from Avondale. I mean it was obviously a bit almost a bit lazy to concede straight off Straight, straight off, off the, the kickoff, kick-off. but like they just sort of seem to be, I don't know, not hitting their passes yeah. with that sort of crispness. You know, they sort of seem like a little bit taken aback. Well, there was one thing that we were sort of saying a couple of weeks ago about Avondale was um, we overheard some fans talking about, look, like, yes, their midfield's really nice and silky, but it doesn't have that grit. Yeah. And so was this one of those, was this an exemplification of that where it's like, you know what, they just probably needed some like a midfield enforcer to impose themselves on the game and calm the midfield down a bit? Or I, I would say it was half there. Yeah, okay. So they didn't look lost. They didn't look like beaten, but they just sort of looked, they looked wounded. I yeah, reckon okay. that's probably yep. a good way, good way of putting it was like, oh crap, hang on, hold on. What are we doing here? So Pascavale really worked their way back into it. They had a couple of really good chances after the half yep. to, to tie it up, but Chris Oldfield... The Avondale keeper came up with a couple of really good saves, and which obviously preserved the lead. And then there was a penalty sort of midway through the second half. Yep. Liam Boland dispatched it 3-1, and then that was it. You know, once once the penalty was there, Pascoval had, you know, maybe a chance or two, but two goals up, and Avondale... To their credit, once they went two goals up this time, they did not switch off. Whilst earlier yeah, in the game, yeah. they might have, or you know, looked a little bit more susceptible. This time, they were quite solid and and ran out winners. And the win means that they stay three points clear at the top of the table. Yeah. Uh, another thing that Avondale have done is they've uh, they've scored the most goals out of any teams this year, and they've also conceded the fewest number of goals. Yeah, this nice. year, which is pretty good because I mean the teams, all the teams they've played, they won their first five games. All five of those teams are in the bottom half of the table. Yeah. So okay. like, I mean, they're on top. They haven't lost. They haven't really played anyone super decent yet. But having said that, to score the most goals and concede the fewest against those those poorer or not poorer, but, but yeah. those lower sides, that's exactly what you what you would want your team to do. Particularly at the start of the season as well, that table is not representative of like you can say the bottom half teams. That table is not representative of what it's going to be at the end of the season. You know, the table no, fluctuates no. a lot, and you know it's just one of those ones where they're getting points in the games that, like you, you rightfully said, they should get points against, and you want doing to it, get doing it with flair. They're Kind of, I think there's one game that they had where they didn't really look at the races. It was a one nil smash and grab game. Yeah, yep. But other than that, you know, the goals have been free flowing from like all areas of the park as well. You know, they're getting goals from set pieces. They're getting goals from open play. They're you know surging into the box, getting penalties. You know, they they're creating chances. They're getting goals from different avenues. So look, um, yeah, it's whilst they may have had easier opponents. They're they also like at a point where they're just they're playing well against and these and whoever. these are great great results to get against those opponents. So, and yeah. it's only going to help them out in the long run. Yeah, lovely. Now Heidelberg two, Danon on Thunder nil. Branson, follow us up on this one, mate. Well, Heidelberg have been a little bit of a dark horse this season, which is a bit weird to say considering they finished on top last year and they were the reigning champions. But 
taking on the Thunder this week at home at the Olympic Village. Heidelberg started well. Uh, the first goal came from some lovely passing. Again, it just looked good mm-hmm. and, you know, great, great interplay. Uh, there was a superb, like, cross-field, long diagonal lobbed cross ball. I don't know. This is not a very good description, but, you know, cross-field switch. Superb ball there, great touch. And then it was like a penetrating run into the box and then a beautiful cut back. And yeah, then nice. Tom Cahill just with a just with a nice finish, and you watch that, and you go, "Do you know what? That was a lovely goal." Yeah, again, probably another name that we need to put on the soundboard. Tom Cahill was pretty yeah. much we're mentioning him every week. Yep, yep. Uh, so it was a good start for Heidelberg uh, last week. They scored a couple of scorches, absolute belters that crossed mm. the line. They seemed uh, seem pretty keen this week to try to do it again. They unleashed a number of <laughs> a number of like great long range efforts, a couple of belters. Uh, but they either couldn't hit the target. They suddenly didn't go in. They either couldn't hit the target or, to his credit, there were a couple of shots that were really nicely saved by uh, by Clark, the Thunderkeeper. Mm-hmm. Did well to sort of preserve that lead. Heidelberg just, I don't know, if they've got some sort of team bet or something where it's like whoever scores <laughs> Who can the, hit it the hardest. Well, or whoever scores the most goals from outside the box, whoever yeah. scores the most bangers. I don't know. But, I mean, long-range shots, I, mean, I love it. I'd like to think that clubs would do that because if there was a club who openly came out in a press release and it's like, for every goal that our players score beyond 30 yards, players get like an extra 150 yeah. bucks or something. I would rock up Fair. to because I'm like, I know that people are going to take put the laces yep. through it. Yep. So Heidelberg, they doubled their advantage late on. Uh, Noon scored for, yep. for the Burgers. Uh, again, more the nice. The Burgers? The Burgers. I, think that's I a, like that a lot. I think that's a Man, I've not heard that I, before. I can't, I don't think I've... Created that. No, I'm no. pretty sure that's floating around, but great nickname. It's a great nickname. Great nickname. I also kind of want burgers now. Yeah, imagine, <laughs> hey, imagine that with the Heidelberg burgers. Oh, surely there's a collab out there they could do. If they get in the finals, let's go branch out to some burger places. Yeah, be like, I, can you guys do a special burger for this week? Well, burgers is probably better than like Heidelberg ice burgers, like the lettuce. Ice oh, burger lettuce, that's I don't know. shocking. <laughs> Not a great, imagine that. Who are we playing this week? Oh, we're playing the lettuces. Ooh. <laughs> Tough. The boys. Yeah. Good thing they play mainly in winter, though. If it was summer, you know, they just wilt. Letter season? What is letter season? Winter? I would imagine. Yeah. But again, yeah. I, no. Anyway, so back, yes, yes, back to the game. Uh, Noon scored another great cutback, another nice little finish, 2 0. Uh, Dandenong Thunder, they didn't really get a whole lot going, to be honest. Nothing major yeah. to talk about. I mean,. Their roller coaster season sort of continues. Yeah. Huge loss week one, two wins in a row, and now two losses in a row. So, I mean, a bit uh, clearly up and down for them. But, you know, Heidelberg, top team. And just going back to Heidelberg for a second, the reigning champs have now quietly, just quietly, we haven't talked, sorry, haven't spoken about them too much, but they've mm. won three in a row. Yeah, they're and definitely they, one of those teams that have. Got a bit of momentum now. Yep, and they're, you know, steadily moving up the table. So I think they now find themselves... I think they're fourth now, and they're only two points behind Bentley and the Knights. So, Mm -hmm. you know, they're creeping right up there. Yeah, and we've sort of spoken about them before as well as to... um, Well, not them in particular, but more like the league. Like, who's going to start to build those consecutive runs of form? Because we see a lot of clubs just doing that little bit of that yo-yo thing where it's... You know, win one week, draw the next, have a loss, get a win back and play really well, then follow up with a loss, and it's just really hard to see any momentum. Whereas, like you said, you know, Heidelberg slipped in under the radar. They're starting to now throw a little bit of form in there. Um, It'll be interesting to see, I think, by, like, round 10, what 
every club's sort of win-loss draw chart yeah, looks yep. like because we'll start to see those ones who can actually go on a little bit of a run and those who are just false starters. You yep. know, they do one good performance and follow it up with a shocker. Um, totally so, agree. Um, yeah, look, it, I just think Heidelberg are a good team to watch at the moment. Like you said, they're, 100%. they're not afraid to take their chances. And whilst, you know, you might not want to park your car behind goal by the sound of it because they're going to put their laces through it. And... Well, good thing. I think, I think it's a good thing they play at the Olympic Village. There's like a running track, so I think yeah, the car park is distance. quite far yeah, away. Yeah, good. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're making it entertaining the way that they are playing as well. So and they're I'm gonna, a big fan And they're going to be there at the business end of the season. Yes. They, they just are. They just are. Um, Altona Magic 2, Oakley Cannons 1. Um, Oakley... Still not looking good, are they, mate? They're just more problems for Oakley. Yeah. Another loss, not good. Not good. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. Well, well let's, we'll, we'll go through the game. Full credit to Altona. Uh, obviously, going out, getting the result themselves. They opened the scoring with a lovely cross yeah. and what looked like a bit of a cheeky backhill finish from Mikkel Hemen. Yeah, I think it was. I saw it and I thought it was a little bit of a little bit of a backhill. I couldn't quite tell and then watching the replays I was sort of like, oh do you know what? I still can't really tell. It's like a little bit blurry. But let's let's give it to him. My immediate thought was backhill. Um but it is the deftest of yeah, a little backhill flick. Um it looked like it sort of surprised John Honos the uh, the Cannons keeper looked like he wasn't really sort of expecting yeah. it, which when it's a backhill flick, you kind of not really. Yeah, um, he I just wouldn't. couldn't couldn't get enough on it to keep it out. It did sort of hit him, but he just couldn't obviously couldn't stop it. Uh, one 0 Altona, and then the Cannons conceded an absolute classic coach killer goal right before half time. I think it was like forty fifth minute, you know, stoppage time. Whatever, Sammy Mitchinson scored for the Magic from a really tight angle, so it was sort of like double whammy coach killer. Laid on in the half, and then it was really tight. It looked like it was closer than six yards, yeah. like closer than the six-yard box, but obviously further towards the corner flag. But I don't know. It just sort of looked like one of those classics from that angle. You're going, oh, it's he, savable. You just sort of looking. You go, oh, I'm not convinced he should be scoring from there. Like you know, obviously hard to discredit the keeper, but you just sort of look and you go, oh, how does that go in? Yeah. So double, double whammy, coach killer. You know, scoring from a tight angle and right before the half. Uh, Oakley, it really just put him behind the eight ball before yeah. the second half even started. Down two 0 I mean, they did get a goal back fairly, sorry, fairly early on after the break. Uh, Joe Guest scored for the Cannons, but I mean, overall. I mean, they couldn't go on and from there get that result. We said last week that they can't seem to get, like, you know, that, that, that bit of quality, that that sort of, I don't know, I don't know, that bit of that quality. That cutting edge, that yeah, final third Yeah, polish, exactly, yeah. exactly. Thanks for helping me out there. Yeah, in Anytime, that, in, mate. In that final third, they just sort of seem to be, to be lacking. There's no one there to simply put the ball in the back of the net. And once again, it, it, it seemed like... That was the case. Yep. They did score an equaliser early in the first half to make it 1-1, but it was ruled off for offside. And I just think that that's an example of things just not going their way. Yeah, you so need like a they... bit of luck. Like in every, in every league, in every competition in, across yeah. the world, like the teams that are kind of doing well, you get a bit of luck. Yeah, and so like obviously this time... You know, they, they lack that quality. And when they do finally get that quality and the ball does hit the back of the net, you know, offside. So things just are not 
going their way at all. They're still winless after five games. We talked last week about, you know, maybe whispers around Coach Manitaro's future. You know, there was some chat last week about it in the broadcast. And after another loss, you know, those whispers are just going to keep... Getting a little bit louder again. It's one of those ones where it's, I mean, at what point in the season do you start to to call it? So, and again, it's it's probably like a good 10 rounds in, I think, before you start to put the panic button on. But they they are still definitely whispers that I don't think they're necessarily spoken words, let alone, you know, shouts Uh, for him to to go. But, but that discontent, you know, it's floating around there. You know, people are thinking about it, people are talking about it. Yeah. My argument as well for that is always if you're going to get rid of a manager, it has to be because the person who you're going to replace with is better than the current manager. You, you can't just you can't just get rid of a manager because mm. they're not performing and then get someone in who is, you know, not as good as that manager. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I, that's why I think there needs to be like a good 10 rounds, give them time. Yeah, it's, it's a long season. It's, and it's always a risky move. I mean, like, I get the idea of, you know, you want to have someone better, but, you know, sometimes you just need a change. Yeah. Sometimes you just go, look, look you know... Your job's to get wins, mate. And at the end of the day, you're not getting wins. You're not doing your job. See you later. But, I mean, still very early days. Mm. But it uh, it doesn't get any easier for the Cannons. The next two games are against Heidelberg and Bentley. Yeah, that's a stinger. But, I mean, imagine, though, I mean, they're winless in their first five. Five. Imagine if they got, you know, a, draw, they, a draw and a win against, yeah. one, against one of those two. If they didn't have a even... point. So it's one of those ones where they're, they're kind of creating chances, but they're not doing enough in that final third to consistently put them away. So it's like if they can just if they can get a point out of one of those two games, I'd be I'd be comfortable with that. Or, or even a win, you know, a huge momentum yeah, boosting yeah. win against one of those top top sides, it really could reignite their season. Yeah. Uh, another thing, just touching on Altona, obviously we don't want to be all doom and gloom about Oakley. Altona did win the game. Uh, after a bit of a slow start they lost their first two games. You know, they've now got a draw and two wins in their last yeah. three. I've started to like watching them as well. I think they're a really entertaining side to watch. Yeah, and the other good thing is Altona seem to be beating the teams around them. So, like, their yeah. first two losses, I think they came against uh, the top two teams. I can't remember off the top of my head now, but I think that was, like, Bentley yeah, or and and someone else, but you know they're getting getting wins. You know, similar to the Melbourne Knights, what we were saying when they beat Dandenong City, Altona. You'd want to beat, you'd yeah, want you've, to beat Oakley. You've got to beat the teams around you. If exactly. You, if you want to be sort of, it's kind of like the easiest equation in football. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. And and the win puts Altona in sixth. I know very early on, but you know they're technically in a final spot. Yeah. And if they want to make the finals, Oakley are the t- kind of teams you need to beat, and they did so. Well done, Altona. Nice. Last game of the round, Kingston City, South Melbourne. Will, tell yeah. me about it. Tell oh, me about it, because this was a good one. Yeah, I love this one. I didn't think this was going to be a classic. I'm undecided on Monday night fixtures. Uh, yeah. Kingston City seemed to get, like, the lion's share yeah, of them. Yeah, they love them. Love them. Um, so, it would be way better if Kingston City had a lion on their crest. <laughs> the lion's share. Anyway, yeah. um, this was a really, really good game. Um, look, Kingston City won South Melbourne nil. Good early goal from Damien Yaconis. Um, oh, yeah. It was really nifty mm. little... Um, so, this is like kind of top of the 18-yard box to the left side. Um, two defenders really closely marking him. Mm-hmm. He just does a little bit of a shimmy. Gets himself that half a yard of space. Not even a half a yard. It's like a quarter of a yard of yep. space. All the right space foot, he needed. Yeah, exactly. Right foot curls it. Um, low and hard. 
Well, not low and hard. Curls it around the goalkeeper. Yeah, lovely. Into the bottom right. It was an absolutely outstanding goal. Superb. Yeah. Um, probably one of the better ones, technically. I've seen it kind of remind me a little bit of... Um, who's the player for Avondale who scored that little mazy run into the box a couple of weeks ago? Sakai? Sakai, Sakai? yeah. Sakai? Sakai? Kind of remind me a little bit of the nifty footwork of Sakai's yeah. goal. Yeah. Oh, so. yeah. No, it def- I know the goal you're talking about. Yeah, yeah it definitely was Sakai, the one you were talking about. Yeah, yep, it was yep, just yep, like, you yep, know, yep. you've not got a lot of space, but you've just kind of... You've backed yourself and you've you've kept your composure and you've done that. So, yeah, great goal. Yeah, very eminent of that one. I loved it. Um, interestingly, though, South could have gone in the sheds 1-1. Um, there was an outstanding save from Nathaniel Cavalieri um, after a header from Constantinides. Um, that just seemed absolutely goal-bound. Bottom right corner, it gets low and hard to palm it wide. That was probably the first of about four to five miraculous saves he pulled off in this game. Eat some good ones. Yeah. So throughout the game. We'll, we'll talk about it more after yep. um, because it was one of my highlights of the round. Look, mm-hmm. It was a game that had a lot of good chances for both teams. Um, second half, though. So we go into the Sheds, 1-0. Could have been 1-1, but some good goalkeeping. Um, so we go in 1-0. Second half, South Melbourne looked so much more likely to, to score. Um, there was a foul from Caniglia outside the box. Um, that was a second yellow that put Kingston down to 10 men. Yep. Free kick from that just kind of goes a little bit wide of the left upright. So, you know, that's a close chance. Um, following on from that, though, South Melbourne had five guilt edge chances. Um, it was pretty much all their momentum in the second half. Yep. With that man advantage. Well, yeah, of course, yep. They really put the, the hammer down, and it was quite interesting to see them do that because I haven't... I haven't really seen South Melbourne grab a game by the scruff of the neck this year, and, and they really yeah. did. They yep. kind of really forced yep. themselves onto this one. It was kind of the perfect environment for it, where Kingston had that 1-0 lead, and they were very content with not scoring again. Yeah, they were parking the bus. Yeah, we've got, we've got a 1-0 lead, we've got, At home. we're down to a man, let's just kind of play a little bit defensive. Mm-hmm. And that's not a bad tactic, if you kind of pull it off. Which, spoiler alert, they did. Yes, yeah, good. Um, but look, South Melbourne kept pressuring, pressuring. Two, say, two shots in extra time that were really could have got South Melbourne points. Yeah, great, a couple of great saves, reaction, <laughs> yeah. reaction saves from headers as well. Yep, um, just those really difficult ones where they kind of, the ball comes in and it's coming back across the goal and so the goalkeeper got to reset himself and make some good saves. Clean set of hands though, 95th minute save at the back post by Cavalieri was enough to earn the Kingston City three points. Um, but he was outstanding. Like, really, that last save, I think it's in the 94th minute, 95th minute. Yeah. Um, it's going in. Like, it's, it just is one of those ones where every script that you read, it is goal bound and it's going in, but he manages to get there, keep it out and look, three points completely off the back of his, um, Oh, and you could probably heroic efforts. It. Yeah, heroic efforts, but you know, defensively, yeah, defensively they're actually quite good as well. But like South Melbourne, very impressed. As much as they're probably a little bit hurt that they haven't got the the three points or even a point out of that one, they're very unlucky not to get a point. Um, they performed really well, and I'm starting to see a lot more positive play out of them yep. um, from that match. Um, but look, still, it's back to back losses. For South Melbourne, again, consistency. Who is going to be that team that consistently sort of, even if it's just like wins and draws and things like that, you yep. know, who's going to be that, that team that's consistently doing it? Um, that win for Kingston lifts them out of the relegation zone, yeah. even though it's early days. But, you yep. know, like that's a bit of momentum building. And I think particularly in the upcoming round as well, that 
gives them the opportunity yeah. to kind of springboard themselves a bit. Well, I also think that they're like a good example for Oakley. So, you know, Kingston were on two points, they win a game out of the relegation zone and they like springboard, yeah. you know, like leapfrog a couple of, yep. of other teams as well. So Oakley, you know, still winless, but a win for them and, you know, same sort of thing. It, it lifts them right up. That bottom-ish part of the table is really tight. Yeah. So any result that any team, any team, not just, you know, Kingston, but, you know, your Pasco Vales, your Port Melbournes, Oakleys, any win there, and, you know, you're, you're right back in it. I mean, it really shows that while some teams might be struggling, you, I mean, just one win away from having a lot more optimistic look about how, it how does you're going. a lot for morale as well. Exactly. You know, if you're a, I know that there's sort of like most teams look at games week by week, but as a player, you can't help but string together, you know, the form that you're in. Yeah. And when you're sort of climbing up the ladder, it feels a lot better. Oh. Than totally. if you're slipping back down. Totally. And, and so you can use that momentum as a real springboard for getting some good performance under your belt. Look, I actually think, in fairness, this game probably should have been perhaps a draw, maybe even a South Melbourne win, purely yep. down to just the, the calibre of saves that were pulled off. Yep. But Kingston get three points. You know, In two weeks' time, we're not going to look at this fixture for their performances and the saves and everything. We're going to look at it as three points to Kingston City. Yep. Um, totally. So a lot of both teams, I think, can take a lot of positives out of this, um, but South Melbourne probably more positives, even though they lost. So yeah. it was yeah. a very interesting one. Anyway, that's the end of part one. Everyone, join us back for part two very shortly. And welcome back to part two of episode six of the Semi Pro Potty. Woo! <laughs> Impromptu, I love it. I love, love it. part two. Part two, All good fun. fun. Yeah, uh, this is the one where if you care a little bit less about football, uh, again, don't know why you're listening to this. Although, I actually, no, this is kind of the Lisa Yuckapetta, my friend Lisa, who doesn't like football at all, but listens to this podcast because we used to work together. Yep. And she goes, if I listen to it at work, it kind of reminds me of working with you. Yeah. Um, but the benefit of that is that it's only like 45 minutes a week. I was really nervous when you said that name because I thought it was going to be another, what is it, Tash Sultana? Oh, yeah, I classic. Be, I thought it was going to be another where you name a person. Because like, you said, I'm like, oh, I don't know who that is. Am I going to be able to get roasted here? But I feel like I, I probably shouldn't know all of your work, ex-work colleagues. No, but. you should. Um, but you should because they're all excellent people. Um, but this Great. segment is far less about the you know trials and tribulations of football. Maybe some more of the fun things, things that we like, things that we want to discuss. But also just great talking points, interesting stuff. Love it. Yeah, excellent. So, segment one, Branson, you've been doing some digging. You've been doing I some have. digging into some fun facts that we've sort of found. And, you know, fun facts is normally, like, um, not fun. Like, when someone says fun facts, they're like, oh, like, how about this little known fact? You know, that's, that's kind of mildly interesting. But yep. these, I actually think, from the bottom of my heart, nice little fun facts. Yeah, well, they're genuinely interesting. So I sort of came across them um, while I was doing some preparation, some research going into a... Uh, into a few of the games, and it's good because I didn't. Sorry, I didn't use these stats in our last podcast. And then afterwards, I was thinking, like, oh gosh, they would have been great to use. And they were sort of there was potential that those stats would be spoiled yes. this week, and I wouldn't be able to use them. But fortunately for this case, all the stats still carried over into this week, and I'm now using them yeah. now, which yeah. I love. Excellent. So, first fun fact of the game. Oh, sorry, first fun fact of segment one. Of part two of the semi-pro body. I'll just get straight into it. Avondale have not trailed for a single minute at 
any stage in any of their games this really? season. Really? Yep. So that's, uh, again, we always, every single week, there is some simple mathematics that we have to do. Yep. Five times 90. Well, what's, what's five times nine? 450 45. minutes. 45. 450 minutes. Correct. Yeah, excellent. And I haven't trialed for a single one. Ah. So five, so pretty much it means... I mean, the so top of the table. So yeah. five games, five wins... Mm-hmm. They've scored first in yeah, every early single, goals. Yeah, well, they've scored first in every game. But even when the score is tied or when they have scored, they haven't you know given up a quick two. They, they they've just not been behind. Yeah, wow. They've not been behind for a single minute, which yeah. I thought was quite very quite interesting. Astounding. You know, we spoke about them playing maybe the easier teams in the table. But yeah, but but you know, take if, this stat into this weekend. Exactly. If you if you're going to play the easy teams and beat. Oh, sorry, the easy in inverted yes. commas. You know, if you're going to play the easy teams and beat them, to beat them and not trail at any stage against any of them, yeah, very good. is is pretty impressive. I mm-hmm. think that's that's just a great way to do it. Stat number two. Yep. Davy Vanship. Any relation to John Vanship? I don't know. They are both Dutch, but yeah, I mean, it would be hard to be not Dutch with that last name. No, true. Like, yeah. True. Maybe South African? I think they've got some Dutch Oh, yeah, the Dutch, yeah, the maybe, Dutch did maybe. kind of do some bad things in Africa, yeah. yeah. I don't know, anyway. Um, I don't know if they are related. Could yeah. be. Maybe. Going to look into that one this I week. don't believe so. But also, segue, real quick, yeah. Davey Van Schip, don't know if you've had a really good look at him, but he is a dead set ringer for Peter Crouch. <gasps> really? Oh, 100%. Oh, 100%. We'll put, a, we'll put a photo up for oh. this week's Instagram yep. um, for it because... A bit of side-by-side comparison. Yeah, that's, not, that's not my fun fact. Oh, fun fact. Davey Van Schip looks, like, looks a lot like Peter See, Cash. I think that is my fun fact yep. for this week. I think we can almost bin the other yeah. fact. The other fact being... Uh, well, the other fact is so uh, he's scored five goals this season. Yep. Great effort you yeah, know, for any striker. He's right five up rounds there. in, five goals. Nice. Yep. Yeah, he's right up there for the golden boot. Anyway, those five goals scored by Davey Manchkin, he's scored every single one of Pasco Vale's goals this season. Yeah. He is the only one to score for Pasco Vale so far. So he is kind of like the Peter Crouch of Pasco Vale. I guess, yeah. <laughs> but I just I just found that. I, I, I mean, it's still relatively early yeah. on. And, of course, it's sort of weird because he is a striker. So you would expect... Yeah, if it was a central defender, that would be outstanding. Well, I mean, you'd expect your striker to score. Yeah. And you're, you would expect your striker to score more goals than others. But I just sort of found... We haven't seen that from many other teams. Like ten, goals have been coming from all over the park. Well, exactly. Like we t- well, yeah. I mean, we talk about Bentley. We talk about Avondale. You know, they've got mm. many different goal scorers. Yeah. And well, every team, it's like, I don't know. I just found it interesting that five games in, no one else has scored. You know, yeah. not, not, you know, a midfielder, not... Yeah. No one from a set piece, a corner, and no one else has found the back yeah, of the nice. Um I mean, I still like. I still think the better fact there is that he <laughs> looks like Peter Crouch. Yeah, I mean, I sort of, I sort of spoiled my own fact there with another fun fact. I mean, just too much fun. Uh, <laughs> um, and we got one more, don't we, mate? Yeah, this one's probably not the best stat, but again, found it interesting. Uh, all of the top six teams in the ladder won this week. Very interesting. Yeah, I thought that was interesting, you know? I mean... Because the, the table's in a very formative stage. It's in, it's in its infancy, you know? Yeah. No, like, whilst we're seeing people at the top, people at the bottom, yep. it's still, I win, will catapult you, like, halfway yeah, up the table. but so, you, you yeah. look at the ladder, you know, all the top six teams at the moment, they all won last week. So if you want to put a multi on, the top six teams finishing for the rest of the season in its current order, would you do it? 
Uh, probably not, because I'm not a betting man. Yeah, same. I'm slightly <laughs> concerned about the betting references you make yeah. every now and then, because there's been a couple of uh, negative yeah, ones floating yeah. around. Yeah. No, it doesn't matter. Anyway, um, yeah, all, all of the top six teams won this week. Yeah, so nice. Well, we've got, a, we've got a very tasty top six fixture that we'll cover later on yep. that will hopefully break that statistic. Yep. Um, did Southern United win Branson? We scored. Yeah, no way. We, yeah, first goal Great. of the season. So one nil win. We're back in the game. No, we didn't win, mate. We lost that oh. one. Oh, but hey, less than hit, ten. Hit the back of the net. Yeah, nice, excellent. Yeah, very happy with that one. Um, moving on from that one, my sort of favourite bit. I like to just sort of throw a big question out there. Yep. What do we like? Great question. Yeah. So what do we like? And like, there are a couple of things that really sort of jumped out at me this week. We spoke about it in last week's podcast. Multicultural round. Really happy with it. Um, very good, but the amount of chat and shade that was being thrown on Twitter and Facebook at FFV for the image use that they had, so they chose like yeah, a, the flag, a, yeah, the a stock standard flag. stock photo of flags, and everyone has just ridiculed them by being like, "Why have you not got a Greek flag in there? Why have you not got a Croatian flag? Um, you know, former Republic of Yugoslavia. Uh, why is that not in there? You know, these sorts of things." Um, so. I found that quite funny, and I was like, guys, it's just like, there is probably, what, maybe three to four people working in the media department of FFE. They're pretty yeah. time poor, so they would have yeah. definitely just Googled it, got a stock photo. Yeah. Um, we thought it was a bit of a much ado about nothing. We much ado about nothing. Yeah. But FFE issued an apology, and they were like, we apologise. It was very funny. They issued an apology. What did they say? They were like, oh, look, we didn't mean to cause any offence, and blah, blah, like, we shouldn't have used that image, so on yeah. and so forth. And I'm like, maybe I kind I think- of love that football has has got this to it. Like, Australian football in particular and some professional football, like, we're never happy. We're always complaining about something. Mm-hmm. And, and the person on the end who picked that picture, I'm 100% sure, wasn't thinking of, what is the ramification for me picking this picture? Because they're like, it's a background image of a social media post. Well, and also, like, you know, I work for a media company, and so, like, I do stuff for newspapers and online mm. publishing. A lot of the time when you go through stock photos, you, I mean, you're looking for stock photos, you know. There's not necessarily yeah. a stock photo that someone has prepared of all of the... The representative significant... cultures of yeah, Australian exactly. football. And, yeah. and, and it could be anything. So, yeah. like, in this case, you know, but, I mean, I suppose thinking about it, maybe it was just sort of like a classic clumsy oversight by, yeah, by was... FE. Maybe that's sort of more what it was going down. It's like FE... I mean, sure, you just picked a stock image, but I mean, why didn't you just think about how was that not an yeah. idea? I like, I like yeah. that they issued an apology and everything. Yeah. It was very funny, but Classic. like, I, I probably wouldn't have chewed the head off about it. But you know, that's me. Um, what else did you like? I, I liked multicultural round as I think the timing of it was really good. You know, there was it was a very bad week last week. You yeah. know, like the everything that happened on Friday. Not even going to give it the time of day to talk about it because it's just horrific and everyone knows yeah. about it. But to then be able to turn around and sit back at this thing that we have in football as a vessel for celebrating diverse cultures and including cultures in our country, um, uh, a lot of people, you know, I don't think have enough importance on that. And I do, and I absolutely love it. So for something really bad to happen on Friday, to then be able to turn around and go, like, look, we're celebrating the fact that. We as a sport are very multicultural. I absolutely loved it. So yeah. that was one thing that I really enjoyed. Love it. Yeah. Good. Branson, what about you? What did you like? Well, mine isn't 
quite as deep and meaningful as that. As, as, just as you wrap that up, oh, I was I'm a like, very oh. emotional guy. Well, just as you wrap that up, I was like, oh, geez, you know, mine sort of really kind of uh, pales in comparison to that. Mine was a little bit more simplistic. What I liked was just that it was, I thought, a really revealing set of results yep. this week. So... In my fun facts, I said all six of the top six. Sorry, all of all the, six of the top six yeah, were all, in the top yeah. six. Yeah, nice. All of the top six teams won this week. Uh, so I just think I don't know. I just think that's good. I like that because it's sort of the quality teams are sort of starting starting to show. Yep. And, and I don't know. Maybe it's like a little bit of an iffy thing to like. I'm not too sure if I'm doing a great job of uh, no, but it, of, it, of explaining it. But it's just like. It just showed that those teams in the top six sort of deserved to be there, Yeah, I reckon. And I think what it's good for as well is we're new to this league. It starts to give us an idea as to, like, who do we want to go see? You know, it starts to create a couple of narratives. You know, you're starting to get like, oh, they're two informed teams going against each other. This is like, a, a, this is match of the round. And then you can start to see, the, you know, the bottom dwellers. Like, you know, there's going to be a good relegation scrap yeah. come end of the year. Well, it really kind of helps show, you know, who the top players are. Yeah. And so, I mean, all of the top six teams won this week. So Mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see how that goes in the coming week. Yeah, exactly. And this leads, I've got to say, very nicely into the next segment that we have. Are we a bit good at this? Ooh. It's almost like we know. I don't want to be too good. Semi-professional. It's almost... I think we're semi-professional. I think it's almost like we know what we're doing. I mean, it was funny because it was a good segue until we stopped the segue to then discuss how good the segue was. Yeah, but I think it's important. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, Look, let us know how well you think this segue is (laughs) going. Um, So this one, where we're talking about the top six teams, Wheel of Misfortune is our new segment. Mm, And this is one that we sort of... Yeah, this is one we crafted up. So... um, we want to set up Wheel of Misfortune to predict a result from the weekend, you know? So for, for the next weekend, right? For yep. the upcoming yep. weekend, yep. yep. So we put some we put some stuff in there, uh, we spin a wheel, and, and what comes out is essentially what, what's going to happen. Yep. Um, Love it. And Great what idea. we thought was, if the top six have all won this week, then let's put all of the top six teams on a wheel, spin the wheel, and find out who is going to be the top six team that loses next week. Exactly. I mean, let's let's let fate decide. Yeah. Um, let's just point out that in this instance, the uh, fate will be decided by the random picker app. Oh yeah. That nice. I that I downloaded about an hour ago from the Google Play Store. Yeah. Nice. Get in uh, touch. Do, are we like? Do we need to call out that like one of our partners works for Google Play or works for the Random Picker app and say like just we, do we, they? We, we've got no I don't think we've got any relationship. To oh, absolutely not. They just came up number one when yeah, I searched lovely, Random Picker. Excellent. Cool. Yeah. So this is uh, totally impartial. We're not being paid. This yep. is not cash for comments. So, so, so <laughs> this is great, you know, podcast material. But what we've done is we've put all six of the top teams. Jeez, I've said that twice. All, all six, six of the, the top, top six, six teams. Yeah, yeah far out. I just, I don't know. <laughs> we put all of the top six teams into this app, into this wheel. I'm about to hit go. It's going to spin around. I don't know how long it spins for. Ooh. Uh, hopefully less than half yes, an hour. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so uh, we'll do some spinning and then whatever team it comes up with is, going who, down this is, week. is who fate has decided yep. is going to lose. So uh, without further ado, I mean, let's uh, let's give let's it a go. Do it. Go on, mate. Go. We're spinning, spinning. That's making Still quite spinning. Dizzy. Here we go. Bentley, Bentley Green. Wow, great pick from the random picker app. Who did Bentley play this week? Dandenong Thunder. That would be a shocker if Ooh. they lost to Dandenong Thunder. Ooh. 
Oh, oh right. well, it. you heard it here first. Yeah, everyone. the ran, random picker app co- predicts that Bentley, uh, Bentley will uh, drop a couple of points. We were, for we, for we, what it's worth, let's see if uh, we can pick them any better than the random picker app. Will, if you had to pick one of the top six teams to lose this week, who are you picking? I don't want to go against. Uh, I don't want to go against it, but I mean, do you know what I really want to say? I want Avondale. To lose. Yeah, I want Avondale to lose. We've spoken at length about how they've kind of had an easy run, and this is their first real challenge. And it's actually a cracking fixture, that one as well. Um, We'll do it in the preview. Yep. Um, But it is Avondale versus Grant Gully. You reckon Avondale could drop points in that one? Yeah. And I, well, I don't even think drop points. I think it's oh, three points gone yeah, missing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that would be that would be my non-color wheel oracle. Yep. Prediction. What about you, Matt? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go the opposite. I reckon it's gonna be Green Gully. Oh. I reckon I reckon Avondale will will win. I mean, Very they look good, and I reckon their first challenge. Again, we'll get into the preview. Don't want to go into into it too much here, but I, I, I reckon Avondale will win. Well, this is good. I mean, I don't know if we want to bet on this one this week, but a, a good little bragging rights one yeah, bragging for, rights. for next week. Yeah. You know, I reckon Avondale... Betting is for jokers, reckon... bragging is for not jokers. Excellent saying, that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. I'm going great. Cool. Uh, awesome. Look, next up, on to some shout-outs. So these yep. are things that we saw throughout the week that yep. we just wanted to, you know, pull it aside and say, hey... You're doing a good job, or you know you're doing a bad job. Um, one of them to Brand, this one, Sanders, yeah, Branson essentially all six in the top six. Yeah, you know, what yeah, is that? Yeah, um, look, I'll kick off this one because I want to. Um, <laughs> you know, get to call the good. shots. Yep, good. Um, Great. I spoke about it at length. Uh, Nathan Cavalieri, Nathaniel Cavalieri, um, saves in the Kingston City game. That yep. one deep into injury time. It was just really good goalkeeping. Loved watching it. And just great um, reaction save too. And yeah. literally pres- saved the game. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. So, um, big shout out to him. Excellent performance. Keep it up. Um, also, in that game as well, the commentary. Uh, so, the commentary team of Brandon Galgano, Demir Koulis, and, and Rowan McNamee, um, the commentary for that was outstanding. Like, that really elevated the drama of the game. You know, that I thought yep. they really called it together as a team really well. So, three of you guys doing a cracking job. Keep it up. Love hearing you guys talk about games also, every week. Also, just a general shout-out with the with the commentary. Did have maybe a little bit of a dig last week or the week before about it. One thing that I like about the commentary is they sound excited now. Yeah. A lot more excited. You know, a couple of early games, there'd be chances and, you know... Nerves have settled, yeah. Yeah, wouldn't necessarily get super excited or, you know, talk up that chance. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, there's a, there's a good shot, good save, close save, and they, you know, they get up and about. And yeah. I reckon that sounds great. So shout-out to that. Another shout-out, I've got a few shout-outs that I want to get through. Uh, first is to Nicholas Georgeopoulos for Pasco Vale. He is a 17-year-old who made his debut last weekend against Avondale and played the full 90 minutes. Yeah, good shout. So I thought that was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, that's a good one. Always good to see... Young players getting yep. first team, and stints. he did. Yeah. He did really well, yeah, and nice. he had a free header, great chance to score. Was denied by an excellent save from Chris Oldfield, but you know made his debut against the top team. Did not look out of place. He, I mean, he looked like he was seventeen, yeah. but he was not out muscled. You know, he, he looked like he looked confident on the ball. He looked good defending and yep. he had a great chance to score and to his credit it was a good header he was just denied by an even better save what, midfield defender forward I think, I think he's a midfielder yeah nice but I'll be honest 
Could Better. be right. Yeah, very well could be wrong. Could be wrong, think, could be right. Yes, thing is a midfielder. Excellent. Uh, another shout-out. Humble moment for Brand. A couple of mistakes I made last week that I would just like to correct. So, firstly, I think I said Stefan Valentini scored the first goal for Avondale last week. That was incorrect. It was actually mm. Stefan Zinni. You mug. You yeah. absolute very, mug. Very, very similar names. But I was listening to the podcast. It was like, oh, Stefan Valentini opened the score. I'm like, ah, oh, he did not. Why did I say yeah. that? He did not. So it was Zimmy. Yeah, so if you could just email resignations at semipropotty.com, yeah. um, that would be excellent. Hashtag, I could do a better job than Brand. Yeah, probably. it's not a hard one. Hashtag, <laughs> I've never said all six in the top six in <laughs> yeah. my life. That'd be good. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Zinni scored. And also, Will, you are 100% right. Last week, it is definitely Ellie Babal, not Babalge. Yeah, I was so querying that team. one. Yeah, yeah. and in, I'm a in... man of a lot of integrity, mm-hmm. and um, that was a moment where I was like, you know what? There's a lot of things that I'll let slip through to the keeper. Yeah, but no, that good. one, that one, I, that one stuck in like a knife, and I was like, no, I'm gonna yep. pull that knife out. In in my own sort of mini semi defence, it wasn't <laughs> me just reading his name and butchering it because he used to play for the Hart and played in the A League. I genuinely yep. thought I remembered that it was pronounced with the the Babalge. Yep. I, I genuinely thought that's yeah. I thought that's what it was, and I thought wrong. I was wrong. So that's fine. Look, it's it's not about the mistakes you make. It's about the next thing that you do to correct that mistake. And you've yes, apologised in a public yeah, point, sphere. Pointed out. Um, so I'm really I'm really like, happy with that. Um, uh, also, one other shout-out. We mentioned Southern United. Didn't yep. win, but they did score. Shout-out yep. to Natalie Holmes. Excellent. Who scored for Southern On United. For, first goal of the Southern United season. Here's to many more. They only scored. I think they only scored like... Five or one. Yeah, it was like five. Year. I think it was five. I don't think it was with an obscene number of the against column. I don't but... think it. I don't think it was many. Yeah. It was only like four or four. Well, one in the first four yeah. rounds of the WNPL. Here we here we go again. Just you just got to get back on that horse and you got to keep going. So Natalie Holmes. Yeah. Well done. It. Great shout Ten out. points. Um, and that'll end us for part two. Join us for part three shortly. We'll preview this week's upcoming fixtures. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to part three of the Semi-Pro Potty, where we take a look at this week's upcoming fixtures. Uh, look, I'll rattle through the Friday ones, Branson. You can go through the Saturday. So Friday night, we've got four games. We've got an absolute four. Th- yeah, massive night of football. Bonkers. Yeah, ridiculous. Funky. Uh, <laughs> Unsaid it this week. Yeah, funky, funky Friday fixtures in oh, the FFB. Yeah, love it. Funky Friday four fixtures. I don't know. How can they work? Four. Four is another F word. Let's come up with this as a marketing slogan for FFV and see if they don't take it on because (laughs) that would be silly not to. Um, Friday night, Hume City versus Dandenong City. Um, I'm sure there's some sort of city derby that we can put in there. Oh, yeah. Melbourne Knights versus Port Melbourne Sharks. Pasco Vale versus South Melbourne. And Oakley Cannons versus Heidelberg United. So, you know, I think that Hume City, Dandenong City game, that's one that could go either way. You know, yep. I, yeah. Both teams could yeah. win that and, and kind of. Heidelberg slipping, Dandy's still not looking great. Yeah. But I mean, maybe... Even though it's Hume City, not Heidelberg. What did sure. I say? Oh, you said bananas. Heidelberg. That's fine. Bernard, anyway. Hashtag, I could do a better job than Brand. Yeah, Done. exactly. Uh, careers put at semipropotty.com.au. Put me in the bin. Um, Melbourne Knights versus Port Melbourne Sharks. That for mine is an absolute easy win for Melbourne Knights. 
three points, even though Port Melbourne wow. have looked good. Yeah, good I'm call. turning it around. Right. I'm saying like Melbourne Knights, I think they're going to be the goods at home on a Friday night. Keep playing through it. Um, Pasco Vale versus South Melbourne. Uh, that's got draw written all over it for me. Yeah. Um, well, okay, so you, say, so you say draw. Yeah. High scoring draw, nil all draw. What are you nah, picking? I reckon it's a 1-1. One, one. Does right. someone other than... Does someone other than Davey Van Skip score for Pascoe Vale this no, weekend? Yes not no, not even slightly. No? No, no he just keeps going six from six. One-man team. Yeah, Love why it. not? Why fix what isn't broke? Um, Oakley Cannons versus Heidelberg United. Uh, that'll be a Heidelberg win, surely. And I'm keen to see them absolutely lash some into the back of the net like they have been yeah. recently. Or yep. at least attempting to lash yep. them into the back Good. of the net. Um, Saturday fixtures, Branson. Tell us about these ones. Yep, so we've got Green Gully taking on Avonale. Ooh. Big game. That's a goodie. I mean, we said uh, the top six teams going to all win this weekend. Well, Green Gully taking on Avondale. Exactly. One of them isn't going to do it. First real challenge for Avondale. Green Gully slipping. Oh, not slipping, but, you know. They're get-at-able. Yep. Yep, yep. I reckon that'll be good. Yep. Uh, Ong Thunder taking on Bentley Greens and then Kingston City versus the Altona Magic. Thunder against Bentley. I, I mean, you'd think that Bentley no dramas. You, you'd think, you know, yep. back to form. Although the random picker did say that they're in for a shock loss. Yeah, which would be, um, you know, very interesting. Quite worth talking. I, I so hope they do lose purely for the sake of the random picker because that would just be so good. It would be genuinely the most random thing. And then we'd have to write a letter to them and go, hey guys, just we so you know, the, re- this. The, reason, sorry. the reason why you lost is not is purely because the random picker said, "Yeah, tough luck, better luck next week. And then the last game, Kingston City against Altona Magic. Uh, I mean, I reckon it'll be a good fight. I mean, yeah, I'm really pro Kingston City after this week. I know yeah. I've just been preaching on about them but well I mean um, they, they get a win and then I mean two wins in a row is obviously better than one so we could really leapfrog them from that sort of you know lower table band to mid table pushy finals yeah. and Altona find themselves in a final position at the moment do they deserve to keep it yeah Taking I mean, on it Kingston. would be hilarious if the table didn't move from here throughout the rest of the season. It would be so <laughs> odd. But, I, mean, I don't know we're talking happen. about like relegation zone and like finals position. Yeah, it's so now, good because every, every week we say, oh, yeah, we can't put any weight on the table. And then we mention it about like six at, times. At yeah. Zoom, yeah, it's yes. great. But it's great. I mean, it's, it's very easy to talk about. We just don't think it's got necessarily a whole lot of weight. It's interesting, yeah. but, you know, it's not defining at this stage. Um, match of the round. I think we're in agreement with this one, mate, aren't we? Yeah, I reckon. Avondale, Green Gully, surely. Match Saturday of fixture, it'll be absolutely cracking. I think both teams are playing excellent football. Both teams are getting wins and so on and so forth. Like, it's just, it's it's got the absolute hallmarks of a classic fixture on it. Yep. Um, you know, Avondale. could also negate each other a bit. Yeah, know? could. Because they've could. both got very strong midfields. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that battle turns out. Well, and it's just, like, you know, Avondale score for fun and just don't like conceding goals. So how are they going to fare against a team who like to score goals? I mean, yep. I mean more so than more so than other teams. But you know, Salmon yeah. for Green Gully. Is he going to find the back of the net? Is he going to run right? Who knows? Oh, he's got who it. knows? Yeah, lovely one to get off to. Look, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Semi Pro Potty on Twitter and Instagram. Let us know what games you're going to over the weekend. We'll let you know which ones we're going to. Keep being semi-professional, and thanks for listening to episode 6 of the Semi-Pro Potty.